What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really hope you enjoy all the conversations I have with educators all over the world. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. If you're looking for a book to read, I've written four Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls, and Teachers Deserve It. As you can imagine, they are all available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And if you'd rather listen to the words than read them, Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audiobook. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker for some professional development or a kickoff with your staff or a conference, I would love to work with you. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership strands, ed tech, you name it, and I would love to work with you. You can email me directly, adamwelcome at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, mradamwelcome.com, for more information about speaking and also my other podcast and blog. OZL Ochoa, welcome to the podcast, man. Hello, Adam. How's it going? Dude, I'm awesome, man. You're down in a you're down in Harlingen, H C I S D, where it's always like a hundred degrees and hot. And then we were talking before the show. You're like, man, if it gets to like seventy degrees, people people uh, they don't go outside because it's cold, dude. So uh, if you ever have a chance, anybody to get down to Harlingen, it's an awesome, awesome community. Great educators, great people. I've had the uh, fortunate opportunity to spend some uh, some time down there working with the school. So uh, really, really excited to have you on. Quick shout out to your assistant principal. During assistant principal week, I had Beatrice Cruz on episode 214. After you get done, listen to this episode. Go back to 214 and you can hear the uh, dynamic duo of uh, Zavala Elementary on. So OZL, for the people out there that don't know who you are, man, just give us, uh, give us some background and bring us up to speed on who you are and what you do. Sure. All right. So uh, like Adam said, I'm, I'm uh, Oziel Choa. So this is my 15th year in education total. I uh, did some coaching. I uh, did special ed. I uh, worked for our special ed department here in the district. I did about five years assistant principal. And this is my second year as principal at Savala Elementary, uh, the best school in the universe. I know you've heard that one before, Adam. So, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, part of that, part of that journey, uh, I was part of the uh, Special Olympics uh, coordinator for the district here. We, I was part of a MIT, which the district has the, um, they're called MIT, which is managers and trainings. Uh, they're for emerging leaders. I was a part of that. Uh, been here total with the district, I'm going to say about seven, eight years, and uh, it's happy to be here. Heck yeah. So you were the assistant principal at Zavala previously, and then uh, you moved into the principalship. What was that like? Was it a pretty smooth transition? Was it like, oh gosh, people saw me as the AP and now I'm the principal? Or was it like, yeah, no factor, the opening's there, OZL's been here, let's do this. What, what was that like for you? So, so the transition was actually pretty smooth. We got a, we got a, a great staff here, a great culture. 
I will say that coming from the AP to the principal role, uh, it, it is a different lens. Uh, for, for I will say that, right? Uh, there's a whole different side. You know, you kind of say, whoa, this is a whole different side <laughs> of things because now you're it, right? Uh -huh. uh, you know, as an AP, you do have a chance to, to talk to your principal, you know, bounce off ideas and things like that, which we still do. But uh, once it was like immediate and I sat on this, on this desk and this office, I was like, wow, now, now this is a, it's a different lens for sure. I will say a lot of moving parts, a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, with your experience as an administrator as well. Uh, but I love it. It was, it's, uh, uh, this campus, uh, is a community campus. Uh, everybody knows everybody, the families we've, uh, we have a good partnership with the community. So, uh, it was actually a smooth transition, uh, but I will say a different lens for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So I know your school in Harlingen, uh, a little bit better than I know a lot of places of people that I have podcasting on. Like I said, full disclaimer, I've done work in Harlingen, uh, you know, so I know kind of about what's going on. I've seen you present at the HCISD board meeting. You have a lot of programs going on as Zavala. You're like an Apple school. You're like a Google school. You're like a, this, you're like a, that you got a lot of awesome things but one program in particular that i'm very interested in is your like it's your community tech training family partnership i'm kind of butchering the name of it but basically you bring families in and you support them throughout the year like in like a cohort model i think with just getting up to speed on tech i think they get a device to take home on how to support their students uh, and I think that's not anything like certified probably, but it's a very important program. And I want you to talk about it because I think more schools should be doing that. So kind of, you know, what is it, what do you do and how did it come to fruition and how do you support it? So that first started, it actually started last year. So uh, Ms. Cruz or Beatrice Cruz, uh, she's, our, she's our assistant principal here. She uh, kind of said, sir, you know, uh, you know, we need to do something with the community, some families. I said, you know what? So, so we took a step back. We kind of looked at everything we were doing. You know, you have your PTA and you have your, your family nights, but we wanted to take it just a little bit further. So uh, we kind of took a step back. And since we are an Apple Distinguished School, we said, look, our teachers got it. Our students got it. But there was just one piece that was still missing. That was our, our community, our parent piece, right? So uh, we wanted to uh, get this cohort going, going. So we kind of planned it out. We had a timeline. We talked about how many participants were going to take place. We talked about some of the programming throughout the month, the school year. So we kind of put it all together and we call it the Apple, Apple Family uh, uh, Engagement. Uh, it's, our, it's our Apple Family Community. So every month, once a month, we have a, I can say, uh, an item or an app that we review, uh, an application from Apple, whether it be numbers, keynote, uh, pages, and we teach the parents, we offer them those tools, and we show them uh, also give them a, it's a sneak peek also to what their students are, uh, what their children are utilizing in the classroom, right? So once we get all these pieces together, our, 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 our staff, our students, our parents, I believe we're that much more, what can I say? we're that much more uh, tied as a community because now we're all on the same page and we all know uh, exactly what's going on in our classrooms and what our, what our students are doing. And also the students have an opportunity now to show their parents how to use it and vice versa. Because we all know, we all have the phone, we all have a device, right? But it was really showing the parents how to utilize it for academics, instructional wise, and what they can do also to help them uh, outside the classroom. Yeah, I love that y'all took a step back and you're like, okay, 
what are we doing as a school? Who are we supporting? Obviously teachers, obviously students. And then what is that not, you know, like missing group, but what group did you need to support? And hey, hello, everybody, parents at home need to have this training, if you will, too, because as you said, everybody has a phone, but people just use it how they use it. How can they use it to support their students? Um, I think that's awesome. Oziel, how do we make being a principal sustainable? Because I feel like a lot of school leaders that I work with that I know are just running the marathon and they're sprinting. And as we know, only like one person in the world can sprint a marathon and that's not you and that's not me. So, you know, people have to be able to pace themselves for a, for a, for a school year and for a career. So how do we make it sustainable or what do you do? What approach do you have in your life for the, the job of a principal, you know, being a human being, having a family, having a life. What does that look like for you? Well, I will say the one word is probably balance, right? I mean, we, I do have, uh, I am married. I do have two children, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So that is pretty busy. I will say that that's a marathon in itself there, right? Uh, they keep me active, but, but no, I think the one thing uh, as far as being a leader, how to sustain is also trusting in your team, trusting that the individuals on your team uh, can assist you, right? Or they, they'll take their uh, for ex expertise or their experience in a particular uh, area, right? And you allow them the opportunity to grow and to, and to give back to our learning community here, right? So a part of that is has to be a balance, has to have a good team, right? And also uh, make sure, you know, we're all on the same page as far as calendar-wise, deadlines, when things are happening, right? Uh, it, it, you can get tied up in the uh, the deadlines, there's so many things that are due so many times, right? But having that balance, allowing your, your team to assist you in that, right? Also, always keeping the kids um, at, the, at the forefront, right? Your students at the forefront and having them always engaged, right? We always have to make sure our students are engaged, whether it's through, we have what's called morning assemblies here, we have little rallies, we have you know, uh, whatever it is that keeps our students engaged. We just had an Earth Day last Friday, celebrating Earth Day, where it's our second annual, where we we walk around the block here, the community. Uh, you know, Harlingen PD does assist us and things like that. So keeping them engaged, keeping the students at the forefront, uh, exposing them to different opportunities, right? But also for yourself at the same time, taking that step back, balancing your time. Uh, I will say on a daily um schedule. I usually go home. I spend time with the family. We eat dinner. And then around, I put, I kind of close the Mac for a little bit. And then around nine o'clock, I open it back up. And that's what gives me an opportunity. Also, the it's quiet. Everybody's kind of down for the night. And I get to uh, also kind of catch up on things I did throughout the day because it, it can get pretty busy. You know, you, you're um, one second, you're dealing with um, district uh, things, right? Then you're dealing with parents or you have uh, some logistics on campus, finding coverage, right? But so all you can get tied into that, right? But it's finding the balance, helping each other out and also having a great team. Yeah, I really appreciate how you, the first thing you said was team, team, team. Uh, and, you know, obviously knowing that you can't do it all and you can't make every decision. So with that being said, how, how do you support your team 
with with what they need you know knowing what people need knowing where there are and then how do you make decisions or what do you not do in order to support your team what does that look like because i I feel like i also see a lot of leaders trying to do everything themselves and if you're doing everything you're not building anybody's capacity on your team and then you're going to end up doing everything all the time because you're you're never going to give them permission or build their capacity so what does that look like for you on supporting your team with what they need so as far as supporting them, we, we try to meet every week, once a week, we go over the calendar, upcoming events. Uh, we talk about, okay, you know, whether it's a, you know, a social emotional piece or counselor will work on that. If it's instructional, you know, our instructional coach will assist in that. But I believe trusting. Are you busy? I am so sorry. I did not turn off that radio. <laughs> this is real life of a principal right here. Getting the calls on the walkie talkie, y'all. Everybody uh, listening, you know, me, you know what it's like. <laughs> so Hashtag real to, life. <laughs> I forgot to lower that radio down, but no, yeah. So uh, supporting my team is, is also like I talked about also trusting them, right? So I think we've worked together as far as uh, on certain things or throughout the years, our team, where we kind of, I'm going to say, the uh, the decision making as far as Savala and the culture here uh, and keeping those kids at the forefront right, that they'll always make the best choice for for at that particular moment, whether it's situational awareness and things like that. Right. And then after that, I think the most important piece is coming back and reflecting. So we do a lot of reflecting. Also, you know, we talk about, you know, how how can we do that differently or that went well or, you know, really need to tighten up some things here, you know, so it's always that reflecting piece, right? But supporting uh, the team and, you know, how we, we do things, right, is having that trust, allowing them to grow in certain areas. Uh, a lot of times we talk about our comfort zone, right? We talk about the only way we can grow is if we get out of that comfort zone. So, uh, of course, allowing our staff to do that, you know, facilitating their ideas, supporting them whenever they have, uh, because, you know, as a leader, and I've always said this, it's not our job to have all the greatest ideas. No, mm-hmm. uh, it's our job to to uh, support those ideas. And when a staff member teacher has an idea, they, they will present it. And I'm saying, you know what, let's go ahead and do that. Let's move forward. Let's give it a shot. So a lot of uh, the culture here is, you know, let, let's let's try it and we'll reflect afterwards. Uh, but allowing the teachers and staff and the team that opportunity to uh, have those ideas, express them and then following through and, and supporting them in that. Yeah, I love that. So shifting gears a little bit, I have people right now messaging me every week. They're an assistant principal and they're applying or they're interviewing for a principal job right now. It is it is hiring season. What is your one best piece of advice for someone that is an assistant principal looking to get a principalship or just somebody, maybe they're in the classroom or maybe they're an instructional coach and they're applying for an assistant principal or principal position. What is your one best piece of advice for them, Oziel? I would say jump right in. Uh, I know sometimes it, it may seem a little uh, difficult, right? A little challenging, but uh, I believe as long as you're supporting, you're, you're supporting the, your staff, or, or even as, like you said, they're interviewing, things like that. Um, I would say the most thing is to be adaptable, to, to make sure that you, uh, we're adaptable. You don't have to know everything, believe me. You don't have to know everything. And in the education world, uh, it is always changing. I will say that. There's always programs, different initiatives, different, you know, uh, for example, TEKS or, or uh, you know, different programs that come out that we have to adjust to and adapt to. So as long as you, you are uh, adaptable, uh, you know, uh, as far as you're dependable and things like that, 
uh, you don't have to to be the smartest person in the room or the no, because it's always changing, right? We're always learning, whether it's you know through state mandates or or you know our local education agency, right? We're always learning. So I would say jump jump right in, uh, you know, get that get that experience, get that exposure, right? And as long as you keep the students, uh, you know, at at the forefront, you will be okay. Yeah, I love that you said keep the students at the forefront. And I always kind of add to that. I always tell people, make sure you talk about kids in your interview, because I've been on the other side of the table interviewing people for admin jobs, and they never even talk about kids or even say the word kids during the entire interview. You got to remember why you are there and who you are there to support. So make kids at the forefront, just like OZL says, at the at the basis of, of your responses and how you think. We love talking about books books on the school district podcast. Is there one leadership book that you've read in your time, OZL, that you really maybe go back to all the time or that you recommend to people that you're like, hey, read this book. It's really going to change your life. Is there that one book that you want to talk about on the podcast? Oh, I have a few, but I will say the one that I, I really enjoyed and, and I really uh, it really hit, it hit home, right? I really enjoyed it uh, and learned a lot from it. it was probably The Culture Code. Uh, the Culture Code was was very a very good book, along with Leadership 2.0. Uh, Leadership 2.0 is on emotional intelligence, right? Uh, but one these past couple of years that really, really, you know, kind of, uh, you know, with COVID and things like that, there was, was a rough time. Was uh, there's a book called You're It, uh, and I actually have it right here, and it's uh, how during uh, how to lead during a time of crisis. Uh, uh, or change. Uh, so it's actually this one right here. The author is, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, Leonard Marcus. And uh, so I, I, that's one that I kind of read throughout the years. And it's, it's just talked about, you know, how in every situation it does, it is, every situation is different and how we have to adjust to each situation, right? Uh, raising our situation awareness, because it's it always changing. Our day is never the same. We don't have exactly two days that are the same here in education, right? Or in as far as administration, right? So um, I actually have those those few books uh, that I that I kind of lean to. I love it. Those are two that I have not heard of. So I'm going to uh, add those to my list. Oziel, who is someone that is on your staff that you would like to give a shout out to on the podcast? You know, uh, it is, uh, it was administrative day, assistance day yesterday, and we have two, two secretaries here, uh, Miss Melissa and Miss uh, Diana Castillo. We celebrated them yesterday, and it was so funny because uh, we, we kind of ordered food, we, we got them a little uh, token, right? We, we got them little flowers, things like that. We, we celebrated them yesterday, and I told them, thank you all so much. Y'all keep this train moving each and every day. Uh, because they are right, they they are a big piece of 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 our success. And even though they're not in a classroom or they're not you you know as far as um, in the hallways, they're actually what we call behind the scenes, and they make sure that we got everything we need also to keep Savala running. So I'm going to recognize our, our two secretaries in the front office. I love it. That's a great shout out. Speaking of food, whenever I come to Harlingen, I always go to Pepe's. I love. Pepe's is just like the that's place. That's what we ordered. That's what we that, ordered. Oh my gosh. I was going to ask you to give a recommendation for food, but man, I guess Pepe's is just getting the nod yes. today. Yes. That place is great. Hey, Oziel, if you could choose one person alive or dead to spend the day with who is not a family member, who would it be and wow. why? Wow. Okay. Uh, recently, I've, I've uh, well, I'm a big baseball guy. I think we talked baseball last time mm -hmm. you were in Harlingen. Yep. Yep. So I'm a huge Astros fan. And 
the reason I'm going to pick this individual, his name is Dusty Baker. He is yes. the manager of the Astros. We did talk about Dusty Baker. And, and the reason why I would chose him, because, you know, he, he's been in the league for a while, got passed up on a, on a few opportunities, right, to be manager. You know, he, he came to Houston uh, to be the manager for the Astros, and he took a team when it was, uh, he, he took a team under his wing that was not the favorite i would say across the nation right due to what what happened in 2017 however though through all that he was able to br bring the team together rally them around and they won a world series last year so uh if i could spend a day i'll probably be with dusty baker yeah i think we, we did talk about the about baseball and dusty baker because he was in san francisco with the giants and i think he is just a great example of of leadership and relationships and culture and you know what treating the people in his organization with respect while having a high expectation level of how you're going to act and performance you know what you can do it all as a leader you don't need to just be one way or just be tough or easy and uh, i don't know if dusty baker has written a book on leadership but he should because dusty if you're listening come on the podcast i would love to talk about baseball and leadership and then call up OZL and let him come hang out with you for the day in Houston to uh, to spend a day. I think that would be uh, be pretty cool. Well, OZL, a big part of this podcast is just amplifying the voices of my guests, man. So I'm just going to pass the microphone over to you. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast? Wow. Uh, I would say keep listening, first of all, right? Keep listening. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, but just always, always remember, you know, just, just be open-minded, right? Always, uh, there's things always changing, whether it's in a personal level, uh, professional level, uh, but just be open-minded. Don't take things, you know, too personal. Uh, we, we're here for a reason, right? And everything happens for a reason. So uh, just have, like I'm here today on this podcast, right? So uh, I want to say to all the educational, uh, all the education folks that are out there, teachers, staff, if you're in a public school right now, you're doing a fantastic job. Keep doing it. Uh, it is so rewarding and it, it's so uh, it's so nice to see the smile on the student's face at the end of the day, right? And the change that you're making, the impact you're making. And even though some days may be rough, you know, those, those two will pass, right? So just keep going, finish the race, you know, and, and uh, always, always do your best in whatever you do, uh, whether it's professionally, uh, uh, personal wise, uh, always keep keep striving. Oziel Ochoa, Zavala Elementary, Harlingen, CISD, Apple Distinguished School, A-rated school. I mean, y'all are just absolutely crushing it down there. Everybody listening, if you want an amazing leader to learn from who has done it and who is doing it and does it with a smile and passion and compassion, you got to connect with OZL. He's absolutely awesome. Everybody listening, thank you for all that you do, and I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.